friends. Welcome to another episode of the She Impacts Culture podcast, where we dive deep into topics that empower and equip Christian professional women for kingdom impact. I'm your host, Dr. Jen Bennett, and today we'll be exploring a topic that I have a sneaky suspicion many of us can relate to. It's the idol of success. And here's what I want to say. I want you to make sure that you tune in over the next few weeks as we will be chatting through the idol of perfectionism and the idol of approval. Friends, as an achiever, I know how easy it is to let these idols slip into our lives. So I'm really excited to chat through these important topics so that we can live impactful lives that glorify God. Okay, let's get to today's topic, the idol of success. So take a few minutes and I want you to think about today's achievement-oriented society. When we think about our world today, quite honestly, success often becomes an idol that we end up unconsciously worshiping. And so you may be asking, well, Jen, what really is an idol? Well, it's anything that we put our hope and trust in, anything that we rely on. And in some way, it takes the place of God, our trust in God, our reliance in God, our hope in God. And so an idol takes our focus away from God. And so when we think about the American dream Really, it's all about working hard. And if you do, you will achieve your dreams. It's about financial success. It's about freedom. It's about doing what makes you happy, no matter the cost. And quite honestly, it's about a life with a beautiful, big dream home, a new car, a white picket fence, the perfect spouse and the perfect children. It's about climbing the ladder to be fulfilled. It's about achieving success without worry. And really, it's about living a very nice and comfortable life. Now, let me just kind of say this. I am no way against wanting to succeed, wanting to do well in your work, wanting to be promoted. Listen, I'm an achiever. I like to work. I like to be successful at the things I do. And if you follow me on social media, you probably read and hear and see about my stories about the work that God's doing in my professional setting. And like many other people, I I want to have, I like having a nice home. I like having a nice car that works and is reliable. So I get it. I want my work to count. I want to be successful at what I do. And I want to make money while I do it. So I am not against fulfilling the professional dreams, the professional calling that God has placed on our life. I'm not against that at all. But here's the issue. What if God calls me to do work that, let's say, isn't Instagram worthy? What if I'm in a job where there isn't an opportunity to climb the ladder and God just wants me to be faithful? in the behind the scenes work that I'm doing? What if God has called me to live in a small, humble home right now, which if you've heard my story about our house fire, 
That's exactly what we're doing. We're living in a dorm slash townhome on campus at the university where I work at. And I've come to realize, my goodness, you, you really don't need a lot to have a great life. And what if God has shared with me that maybe I shouldn't get that new car and instead keep my old car, and I'm doing air quotes here, for financial reasons? Or what if I've been working really hard all my life, but yet still don't see the thing that I've been hoping for, the thing that I've wanted to be, the thing that I have wanted to come to fruition? You see, all of our lives, from our youngest years, we've been constantly told that we can be anything we want to be if we will just work hard. And so we've been told if I just work hard, I can be anything I want to be. And so maybe you're asking yourself today, well, why isn't this happening? I must not be successful. Or what if I'm called to small, to do small things rather than big things? What if God doesn't want me being the CEO of a business? What if God doesn't want me to move into a bigger, more stressful role? What if God doesn't want me to be out in the limelight in my work or on stages? What if I'm called right now in this season of life to be small? Does this mean I'm any less successful? Friends, no, this is a lie. You see, it is so easy to fall into the trap of defining our worth and value based on external measures of success, such as job titles, income, recognition, being on stages, and, and what we have, the material possessions that we have. But as Christian professional women, we are called to align our hearts and minds with God's definition of success. So let me share a personal story with you. Gosh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I was working for a company and things just were not going great at all. And so let me just share that during this time in my life, during this professional time in my life, I was, I was deeply wounded. I was hurt. Ed, when I stepped into this role, I thought some great things were going to happen. I had a great title. I had a great salary. I had a lot of great things happening, but things just started to kind of disintegrate and things turned bad. And I ended up resigning. And I'll never forget, I turned my keys in and I left in tears because I was so hurt by some people that I thought I could trust. And yeah, I was just really, really hurt. And so I'll never forget the day after I resigned, the following morning, I woke up and I was like, my gosh, I have nothing to do. <laughs> like, this is weird. I usually get up and I go to work and I'm busy about my work. And so I got up and I went to Gold's Gym and got on the treadmill. And I remember just walking on the treadmill thinking, oh my gosh, who am I? Like, I don't have a job title anymore. I don't have a salary coming in. I'm not known as the girl in that position. I'm not known as the woman who's leading that initiative or, or that work or these people. Like, I really felt a little bit lost because my work was stripped from me. 
And so when I think back on that, there's a part of me that wonders, you know, was I idolizing success too much? Was work becoming too much of a thing for me? And so here's what I want us to think about. If we want to understand the idol of success, well, let's turn to the word of God. And so I specifically want to share with you 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17, which says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And so 1 John 2, 15 through 17 is about not loving the world and anything of the world. And then if you look at 1 John 5, 21, at the very end of this book, it says, Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. And so I'm still trying to wrap this whole book around in my mind, but I have so many thoughts as I spend some time reading through 1 John. First, number one, I read that the word keep means guard. So when it says, do not love the world or anything in the world, if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So that's 1 John 2, 15 through 17. But then in 1 John 5, 21, when it says, dear children, keep yourselves from idols. That word keep means to guard, guard yourself from idols. That's a very powerful word. And then in this book, little children is stated seven times. I mean, think about it. We really are little children. We are the children of God. If Jesus is our Lord and Savior, we are the children of God. And so we are little children. And so little children is stated seven times in the book. And each time it's stated for do not sin, your sins have been forgiven, abide in Christ, let no one deceive you, love indeed and truth, you are from God, and then guard yourselves from idols. And I love how this book ends with that because here's the thing, if we have idols in our life, we will sin, which we all sin. And really, you know, when I think about it, I start to wonder, well, does all sin start with idolatry? If we have idols in our lives, we will not abide in Christ. We will be deceived. We will not love indeed in truth. And we will not remember that we are from God. So remember, an idol is anything that takes the place of God. And so these verses remind us that worldly pursuits and the desires for success can lead us astray from our true purpose and relationship with God. Anything in the world that causes us to love it, in air quotes, more than God, anything that causes us to put our trust and hope in it more than God is an idol. So here's the big question for today. How can we overcome the idol of success and realign our hearts with God's priorities? 
The idol of success, friends, is an idol of self. And when we idolize ourselves, we have no room for God in our life. And so the first step that we have to be aware of is we have to be able to recognize the signs of this idol in our lives. And so I want to go through with you a few indicators that success may have become an idol in your life. So if you have pen or paper, you may want to write this down or just kind of make a mental note of this. So here are about five indicators that maybe success has become an idol in your life. So number one, placing our worth and identity in achievements rather than in our identity as daughters of God. I feel like I may have experienced this when I was on that treadmill at Gold's Gym the day after I had resigned from my position and I woke up and I had nothing to do. You see, my worth and my identity was in the work that I was doing. It was in my achievements. And so when I didn't have that, when it was stripped from me, I was going through a little bit of an identity crisis. I wasn't sure who I was. And so I had to work through that during that time period. And so I want you to just kind of take some time and think through yourself. If you didn't have the work that you are currently doing right now, would you still know who you are? Would you still know where your worth is coming from? Would you be okay not having the work that you're doing right now? So number one, placing our worth and identity in achievements rather than in our identity as daughters of God. Number two, constantly striving for more never feeling satisfied or content. This one's a big one, friends. If you find yourself always looking for the next opportunity, uh, that idol of success may be creeping into your life a little bit. If you can't find yourself happy and content with the work that you're currently doing right now or not feeling like it's enough, then success may have become an idol for you. And I'll be the first to admit, this one's hard for me. I tend to get bored easily. I like building things. I like new challenges. And so for me, it can be very easy for me to strive for more, wanting more, feeling like, um, okay, I'm bored. I'm ready for the next thing. You know, not feeling satisfied or content. And so if you find yourself feeling that right now, where you're just always going after the next big thing, or you're never feeling satisfied or content, well, success may have become an idol in your life. Kind of keep an eye out for that. Number three, sacrificing our relationships, values, or faith for the sake of professional success. This is another big one. Back in the day when I was doing social media full-time, I was helping clients, entrepreneurs, leaders, ministries, organizations with their online platforms. And when I decided I wanted to go back out in the workforce rather than just working from home, I was looking at a variety of positions where I could do social media work. And one of the places was higher education because I wanted to get into higher education. I had my doctorate. I've been a teacher. I taught, I've taught middle school. I've taught high school. Then I taught adults online. And so while I was doing the work of social media, I was like, well, maybe I can be a social media manager or social media director for a university. What I quickly realized is that I could not do that job at a secular university. And the reason being 
was because if I were to do that, I would be sacrificing some values that I have and sacrificing my faith and my beliefs around different things in my life, around different political things, all of that kind of stuff. And I knew that if I took a job in social media at a secular university, I would probably have to post about things that I did not believe in, things that I was not in alignment with. And so I knew that if I were to do that, I would be sacrificing some of my own values, my faith and belief. And so those were professional opportunities that I did not go after. And so that's another indicator that maybe success has become an idol is when you find yourself sacrificing your relationships, your values or faith for the sake of professional success. And then number four, measuring our self-worth based on external validation or comparison to others. This is another biggie. Friend, if you find that you are not focusing on your lane and instead focusing on what other people are doing, specifically maybe even other women, you're focusing on what she is doing You're going after the same opportunities that she is going after because you see her as being successful. Well, that can be an indicator that success has become an idol for you because what ends up happening when we do that is we end up measuring our self-worth based on comparing ourselves to other people. We see the external validation that she's getting, and we want that in our life. And so we start pursuing and going after the things that she's doing, even though that's not what God has called you to. And so then we find ourselves where we are not satisfied or content with the work that God has called us to. So friend, if you're measuring your self-worth based on external validation in comparison to others, then success may have become an idol in your life. And this one's a biggie for me because I kind of see this a lot in our world today, specifically as it relates to social media. We can see so many of the things that are going on in the lives of other people. And before we know it, we start comparing our life to their lives, our work to their work. And we start wanting to do all of the things that they're doing because we see them having success with it. And then before we know it, we are not doing the work that we have been called to do. So we want to make sure that we are aware of that and that we stay clear of that. And then number five, allowing success to become our primary source of happiness and fulfillment. If you find yourself believing that if you could just get there, again, the word there is in air quotes, then everything will be good and secure then success may have become an idol in your life. You guys know we've heard about dopamine and the effects that dopamine has on us. Dopamine is responsible for allowing you to feel pleasure, satisfaction, and motivation. And so when you feel good that you've achieved something, it's because you have this surge of dopamine in the brain. And we see this a lot with social media. And so when we're posting on social media, if we're getting lots of likes and yeah, you're right, and people are commenting and engaging, many times we get this really great feeling and this happiness comes over us and this fulfillment comes over us. But then when it's gone, then all of a sudden um, we're not feeling that. And so if you find yourself 
um, allowing success to become your primary source of happiness and fulfillment. And you find yourself believing that if you could just get there, then everything will be great. Everything will be good. Everything will be secure. Well, then success may have become an idol in your life. Your happiness cannot be based on your professional achievements. It just can't because in our world, we will be let down. Our professional work won't always go the way that we thought it would be. People will let us down. People will hurt us. We will have highs and lows in our work. And so we cannot allow success and our professional achievements to become our primary source of happiness and fulfillment. Because if we do, then success may have become an idol. And if we believe that if we could just get there, then life will be great. Well, we are going to live lives where we are never satisfied or content. And again, success may have become an idol. So those are some of the top signs that we have to be aware of that allow us to recognize that the idol of success may have creeped into our lives. So how do we overcome the idol of success? Well, it requires intentional steps towards a God-centered perspective. So here are three practical ways to break free from this idol. Number one, seek God's kingdom first. In Matthew 6, 33, Jesus tells us, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Friends, we have got to prioritize our relationship with God above worldly success. We have got to seek his guidance in our career decisions. And we have to be willing to align our goals with his purposes. So how do we do that? Well, we seek God every single day. We seek his kingdom. We seek his righteousness. And even though maybe an opportunity looks great, but deep down inside, we just have this feeling that the Holy Spirit's telling us, "Uh, uh, uh, that's not for you. We have to be willing to say, okay, God, I trust you. I am seeking first your kingdom, your righteousness. And I want to prioritize your will, your calling in my life over what I think I'm supposed to be doing. So number one, seek God's kingdom first. Number two, embrace God's definition of success. Again, the world's definition of success may focus on external achievements. It focuses on external achievements, but God's definition is different. He values qualities such as faithfulness, integrity, humility, and service. And so again, you want to align your goals and pursuits with his values, seeking to honor him in all you do. And so I want you to think of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the things that we should be building in our lives. And here's what I want you to think about. What is the definition of success that God has given to you? You see, everyone has a different definition based on who God created them to be and what God has called you to do. And so your definition of success is going to be very different from her definition of success. I do not believe that there is this one overall definition of success that we should all um, succumb to. I just don't. God has given each one of us very distinct 
different and unique callings when it comes to our work, when it comes to our vocations. And so we need to ask God, God, what does success for me look like in my work, in this role that you have placed me in? You might be surprised by what God shares with you. And then finally, number three, find your identity in Christ. Remind yourself that your worth and value are not determined by your accomplishments. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So friend, find your identity in being a beloved child of God, uniquely created for His purposes. You don't have to be her. You can be fully you and live into the work that God has created for you. And so friends, in closing, let's remember that success when properly aligned with God's purposes can be a powerful tool for kingdom impact. And so today, take some time to see, have you allowed the idol of success to creep into your life? And if so, let's release that idol and pursue a life of faithfulness, obedience, and love because God has called you to make a kingdom impact. God has called you to impact culture. And the last thing we want is we don't want the idol of success keeping us from that impactful work that God has called us to. Friends, I hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to listen over the next couple of weeks as we continue through and talk about the idol of perfectionism and the idol of approval. May God richly bless you as you pursue the work that he has called you to do. Friends, thank you so much for listening to the She Impacts Culture podcast. I know how busy life gets. So the fact that you have faithfully chosen to spend a portion of your time with me means so much and something I don't take for granted. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the She Impacts Culture podcast, the best way to do this is to share it with your friends, your community on social media. Also, to keep up to date with all the happenings, I'd love to have you follow me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Bennett. Thank you again for your support. May God richly bless you as you impact culture through your influence and leadership for his kingdom. <laughs>